This is a weekly news update from FCA, Foxborough Cable Access, on Comcast Channel 8 and Verizon Channel 39. I'm Dave Udine. Foxborough Town Manager William Keegan has proposed a $73 million budget for the next fiscal year. Five new employee positions are being proposed for the fiscal year beginning on July 1st. The budget was proposed to the selectmen last week, with department heads present to detail the proposed positions. Foxborough Police Chief William Baker is looking to add three more police officer positions to help staff the police station when public safety dispatchers relocate to the new Regional Public Safety Communication Center located on Route 1. New Fire Chief Michael Kelleher wants to add an Emergency Management Services Director. Kelleher pointed out that three-quarters of the department's emergency calls are for emergency medical services and many area fire departments have EMS directors, including Norton, Mansfield, and Rentham. Water and Sewer Department Superintendent Robert Worthley wants to hire a new billing clerk, because starting on July 1st, billing will go from quarterly to monthly. The Water Department currently has one clerk that handles 6,000 bills. The town manager will now present the budget to the advisory committee. The completed budget will have to be approved in the May town meeting. Two state troopers from the Foxborough Barracks revived a 63-year-old Bellingham driver that they found unconscious and without a pulse on Interstate 495 in Foxborough. Troopers Scott Ryans and Shane O'Reilly were dispatched at 5.30 a.m. on January 16th to I-495 South near Interstate 95 on reports of an unconscious man in a car. Upon their arrival, the troopers found the man unresponsive, removed him from the vehicle, and then quickly began administering CPR. Ryan then retrieved a defibrillator from his cruiser, which the troopers used to restore the victim's heartbeat before he began breathing on his own. The victim, whose name was not released, was transported by a Foxborough ambulance to an area hospital for further treatment. Both Foxborough and Plainville rescue teams supported the troopers at the scene. A $750,000 penalty was assessed on National Grid last week by the State Department of Public Utilities for inadequate storm preparation and power restoration efforts following a windstorm in 2017. The October 29th storm affected more than 330,000 National Grid electric customers in 166 communities. Nearly three-quarters of Foxborough homes lost power in that wild storm, which brought down trees and power lines. The downtown area was hit the hardest with down wires on Chestnut Street, North Street, and Walnut Street. For most of Foxborough's National Grid customers, 
Power was restored the next day, though some customers waited two days for power to be restored. The DPU found that National Grid did not properly classify the severity of the storm, and as a result, fewer resources were available. The DPU order gives National Grid 30 days to submit a proposal outlining the mechanism that will be used to disperse the $750,000 back to its customers. The third house fire in a three-day period last week in Norfolk may have been caused by the homeowner. According to Norfolk Fire Chief Coleman Bushnell, firefighters and police responded to 94 Myrtle Street at about 1.30 p.m. on Friday and found electrical arcing and fire on the home's exterior. The town's wiring inspector and Eversource were called, and once the power was disconnected, the fire was extinguished, with damage confined to the building's exterior. The homeowner, John Mahoney, was preparing to install a security system in his home, and apparently drilled into the home's electrical line. Norfolk also reported two house fires last Wednesday that caused damage, displaced one occupant, and required mutual aid. Local police are warning of another scam. That story is next. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. Local police are warning of another scam where callers are posing as associates of a police charity to solicit money. North Attleboro police said that residents have recently reported receiving phone calls from charity imposters who say they are calling on behalf of the Police Benefit Association. The department said that if you get one of these calls, do not donate money, just hang up. The scammers could say they are associated with police, firefighters, or even the military, but give little information about their supposed organization. Legitimate charities will identify the specific organization for whom they are raising funds, such as the Fraternal Order of Police and North Attleboro Police. If you are unsure about a fundraising effort or whether the charity is legitimate, police recommend requesting information about the company and how your donation will be used. Residents can also call their local police department and see if they know of the company or organization. 
Foxboro Cable Access celebrates 35 years of community television. In a recent annual meeting, Executive Director Michael Weber addressed the group with remarks highlighting the accomplishments of the organization and future goals, including updated information on the status of FCC activity that could affect funding for cable access stations around the country. Weber said the government shutdown, which is now over, also shut down the FCC and stalled a proposed rulemaking that could have devastating effects on community television. Weber continued saying the Foxborough community demonstrated strong support with over 40 letters sent from various residents, town departments, and community organizations. A number of awards were also presented to volunteers for their excellence in television program production and support. The annual budget was also approved during the meeting, and the term of directorship was renewed for Paul Beck, Matt Shea, Vicki Lowe, and Tim Zarep. Copies of the annual report are available at the FCA Studios, located at 28 Central Street in Foxborough, and also available for viewing on the FCA website at www.fcatv.org. And finally, over 30,000 fans rallied in Foxborough Sunday morning for a New England Patriots super send-off rally at Gillette Stadium, which began about 10 a.m. and was broadcast live on every television station in Boston. The echo of, We're Still Here!, carried outside the perimeter of the stadium, likely fulfilling Tom Brady's request to the thousands of football fans gathered at Sunday's rally. The event wrapped up shortly before noon when the Patriots boarded buses headed for T.F. Green Airport, where the team would board their own Boeing 767 jet for their flight to Atlanta to meet the Los Angeles Rams and the Super Bowl. This has been a weekly news update originating from the studios of Foxborough Cable Access on Comcast Channel 8 and Verizon Channel 39. Content taken from various sources, including the Foxborough Reporter and the Sun Chronicle. This is Dave Udine.